what are those things where you keep finding yourself button heads, right? And mm-hmm. make space and not just make space, make space for God to kind of sh- reveal your heart to you about how he's made you mm-hmm. and knowing that and recognizing maybe some rough edges that he's trying to rub off on you, but then also take time and really study and know your partner and how is God working and moving in them? And what are some ways that you could be blessed by how they tend to operate. This is everything. Left hands with the heavy reins. I ain't scared of the marriage thing. So I ain't scared of the marriage thing. Had to say it twice on my What's love? What's love? Welcome to the More Excellent Way podcast with Dr. James and Nicola Hawkins. Here, we seek to inspire and equip couples and families to go about their relationship with God and each other in, in a, a more, more excellent, excellent way. way. All right, welcome to part three of the Marriage in the Garden series on the More Excellent Way podcast. Uh, I'm excited about today's conversation, Nicola, because um, today what we're going to be talking about in this part three, we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter two, uh, verses 18 to the end of that chapter, mm-hmm. verse 25. And what we're going to be talking about is how God designed husband and wife to fit together, to be this complementary union, to be this team, to be this way that two people come together and fit together for God's glory and for his honors, what we're going to be talking about today. Wow. Sounds exciting. It is. It is because I think one of the ways why, why this is so important is that when we're able to slow down Mm -hmm. and we talked about this in the first part of this, of this five part series, we're talking about both people being created in the image of God and being able to value that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And today what we're going to do is get a little bit more specific about that. And so I just want to pick up on kind of like that creation narrative in verse 18, that where God has been saying everything is good. He looks Adam's in the garden and but God says it is not good for the man to be alone. So, Mm -hmm. yes, I know Genesis one starts off and it looks like Adam and Eve are together, but then it's like it takes a step back before both of them are created. It's just Adam in the garden and God looks at Adam and says, it's not good for you to be alone. And then the the narrative kind of goes on. He says, I will make a helper suitable to him. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're going to unpack that in a moment. And then it's and so Adam's in the garden and he's named all the animals. He has all of creation at his command. There's peace in the garden. He has everything Mm -hmm. that he needs. Wow. But there's still no helper suitable for Adam found in the garden. And then he moves on and God creates Eve and he creates her in a very intimate way. Like everything else just kind of, it comes out of the earth, Yeah. but God puts Adam to sleep. He takes Eve out of him, which I think is a very intimate thing. And Adam recognizes this. And this is where, once again, I always say, I wish I had like (laughs) a very good, smooth, sultry voice. And Adam, when he sees Eve, he says, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. Right. Yeah. And, and the narrator of Genesis goes on. He says, this is why a man leaves his father and mother and right. is united to his wife and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were naked. We're both naked and they felt no shame. No shame. Right. And there's this this picture of intimacy and connection. And Adam notices this. God points out that there's 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 no that it's not good for him to be alone. I need to make a helper suitable to him. And I think one of the principles I take from that is God sees our need. Mm -hmm. You know, um, 
And I think that was one of the things we haven't really gone a, a lot into our testimony, but that was one of the parts for us. It's, you know, we had both been in places and had some not so good relationships and, and, and we were not so good and ready and prepared for a relationship, you know, but here it was when we got to this place, we had both made this commitment to trusting our relationships to God and that he knew what was best for us. And we trusted, you know, we talked about in the last one about that, you know, we are sufficient in him and we want to surrender even the concept of our relationships to right. him. Right. Yeah. And so even God says, I see you, I know you, I know what's good for you. And I'm going to move on your behalf here, Adam. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that some people go different ways with this, but I believe like that is still a principle that God does want to be involved even in our romantic relationships. And he knows and that I can trust him with that. Mm-hmm. He says, I want to make a helper suitable. suitable. Can right. you help me kind of unpack a little bit more the in-depthness of, of those two terms? Because they're very important they, if misunderstood, but then not even if they're not properly valued. I think we miss an important principle for marriage. Right. Um, you know, for so long, you know, of course we've been married and I have, I, I've never really dove deep into this area. It's like, you know, we're living and just doing the next best thing as you know how, or you're looking around for examples or mentorship. But when we came up um, on this, actually the term suitable helper, helper meaning Ezra, um, suitable connecto. And I was reading this book, um, captivating. And I saw that term and I was just like, Hmm, I've never really heard it. And the way she was describing it, the sense of, of beauty and adventure that, um, that woman also need, you mm-hmm. know, um, something that, um, as a, as a helper, it's, it's even that sense of more than just, Oh, I'm going to come and bring you sweet tea and the dinner, <laughs> you know, but um, there's there's a greater thing uh, to this. I think last episode we talk about the purpose, you know, that we're we're created with a purpose. And so this goes a little bit in there, like coming alongside um, uh, the, the spouse and, you know, bringing a sense of strength and Um, knowing your worth or value, or at least growing to understanding that as you understand who God is and who you are in him and bringing that sense of power and warrior and the gifting and abilities that God has wired you with and being able to show up to the marriage with those things. Um, And Connecto says that um, she was, he looked at her and he's like, wow, you're made just like me. You know, um, there was nothing, no other, um, animals or anything else that was previously created that was his equal. Um, And so when he's looking out, he's like, wow, it's like mirror, mirror, you know, you're mirroring something back to me and it resonates with me. And, you know, um, you're like my makeup. You're like um, similar to me, like me. And so he was, um, I say, worshiping and praising God for her. (laughs) Right. Um, my God, thank you so much for this woman. Yeah. Yeah. And so you see how um, 
that sense of, you know, they were able to just fit together and um, join together. Um, I think about even Priscilla and Aquila and, you know, they work together in ministry. And um, I think this ties in for me a little bit. Um, We're not going to jump into Ephesians, but um, how, you know, later on that that example is there, how, you know, we can submit to one another and work work together in purpose of, you know, um, serving and submitting and um, then him washing me and and presenting me Mm -hmm. like um, how Christ looked forward to his his bride. And so anyway, there's so many elements, so many layers um, to just just this subject alone. I've journeyed through so many different parts um, of this myself because it could be easy within the culture to just look around and think, okay, does me, you know, being a, a helper look like, um, is it just a Southern Belle thing? Is it, what part of it is the gospel um, woman, you know, being a gospel woman led woman? Cause how does this specific area apply to a, a woman who will hear the gospel mm-hmm. no matter where they're from in this world? You know, how does that apply that and, and live that out? I don't know. Well, that's good. Because, <laughs> I mean, going back to once again, like all the scripture fits together. And I liked how you did do that. You went from Genesis and you hit Ephesians. Right. And even going back to where we were in Genesis one. Right. That they right. were both giving co-rule. It's just that God created male and female in his image and that he blessed them. He told them, like, yeah. I give you everything. This is the earth. And I want you to go out and exercise dominion, dominion over, over it. it. Right. And that's like a, a charge that he gives to both of them to go and do it together. Right. Right. And so we see this here, like this idea, like when we get into this, like it's like he's God says it's not good for Adam to be alone. Now, that does not mean that read over reading this, uh, putting the scripture together that every person has to be married. That's not true. I believe that it is a calling. And so it's God here that notices what Adam needs. And it's God that steps in and intervenes and provide Adam with what he needs. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for you, if that's the desire of your heart, then I think that's there. That's placed by God. Right. And you can follow that and, and, and you seek God on that. So that's one part. Mm-hmm. But I like what you just said there. And I mean, I want to make this like very practical and real for us. Right. It's like, you know, for us, it's like kind of as we were we were not in a place where we were necessarily even looking for each other. We had both come to a place where we were saying like, you know what, Jesus, if it's just me and you, it's Hmm. good. And we were making plans and this commitment. But then what we saw in each other was, whoa, one, God or God showed. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. God showed. And I mean, that's a good thing to say and to search for. Right. Because mm-hmm. this may be the people that are out there that are dating singles, maybe premarital couples that are listening to this podcast. Um, we want to share that with you. Like um, for us, it was God pointed out some things to us about each other and we began to see how it fit together. Right. Right. It's what was Nicola's heart and aspiration? What's James's heart and aspiration? Mm-hmm. And do we have a sense of unity in that? Like, are we going to be going two different directions? Well, that doesn't work in marriage, right? Mm. Now, there are some parts of this, though, you can't know at the beginning because, man, there's there's something oh, you know word. about yourself and that you can know and you make that commitment to. But marriage brings some things out. But you know what I found? Like most of the conflict that we have in marriage, ongoing things that we kind of keep coming back to are not really about solvable issues. It's really personality differences. I guess where I go with that is many times it's about we're different. 
Mm-hmm. And do we conflict over our differences? Or right. going back to the scripture, do we say, you know, what? How, how do we find unity? And how are these things complementary where they fit together in a way where they're better off, where we honor each other mm-hmm. and what each other brings to the table? Rather than right. fighting for maybe one to live and the other way and the other one to lose. And so I think the big part on this, what we want you to take away from this podcast is that we want you to embrace how you fit together as a husband and wife, personally knowing each other. Yeah. Um, where, you know, one person maybe is the person who's like has to plan everything out and one person is just more free. Uh, Nicola is the fun person typically in the relationship. I'm the task oriented, but that can flip flop but sometimes too, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, and I've seen over the years in our marriage, though, where there are certain ways I might have been, but now I've began to change because of my relationship with Nicola. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's where and some of that's not always just me giving up a part of who I am. It's becoming more intentional about parts of who I am, but also right. Right. finding balance, I think, and being able to find flexibility too. Balance, flexibility. And sometimes when you even, you mm-hmm. know, show up into the relationship, known or unknown with areas of wounds and yes. that your spouse kind of hope um, mm-hmm. where you might do certain things or think a certain way to help protect you. If had to learn to protect that wounded place in you, then the spouse kind of come in and they poke at that thing un- unintentionally or intentionally, but somehow you, you're having to um, allow that, that thing and, and that way of thinking or being to, to come out in the open, to find that place of safety with your spouse to mm-hmm. help begin for that healing. And as healing comes, you could be that much more on board and, and, and fully more of your yourself or mm-hmm. how God created and intended you, for you to be, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's another element of um, how that, that healing can be um, found as yes. well al- along with those other part parts of you yes. that that you felt more comfortable expressing you know and yeah. so yeah that's good that's good you know and i think too what i want to also encourage you when we say embrace how you fit together we want to also another word i want to give you is be curious take time to keep studying and learning each other and even that very thing that sometimes you find that rubs you that maybe is particularly i don't know aggravating maybe that it, it, it's hard for you with your partner Get stop at that place and get curious. What's happening there? Yeah. Right. What is there there maybe for you to learn? First, it's like if I'm just gonna be honest, like for us, it's like I spent so much time trying to change Nicola. Like, well, I'm this way, and we probably should be better off if we were this way. But when, <laughs> particularly whether it's like um just kind of when it comes to like particular tasks and projects for me, like if there's something to be accomplished, like uh, getting somewhere or doing something, then I want to boom, 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 let's do it. And I would get so agitated, but then also, and so there's some, there's some good to that. But then it's like, I could live in that mode with, with one task after the next task, after the next project, after the next due date. And I would get upset if you didn't move the way I moved instead of like, then I was so busy and I put so much energy into getting you to be what I thought you should be versus just slowing down being curious and learning from you. Right. Right. And so I guess I want to say that even for you, for our listeners out there, same thing. Like, what are those things where you keep finding yourself button heads, right? And Mm -hmm. make space and not just make space, make space for God to kind of reveal your heart to you. 
about how he's made you mm-hmm. and knowing that and recognizing maybe some rough edges that he's trying to rub off on you, but then also take time and really study and know your partner and how is God working and moving in them? And what are some ways that you could be blessed by how they tend to operate? I think is a good one. That is good. Cause where you become, I think aware of yourself and like I use, I like how you use the word, you know, being curious and remaining curious. If I'm aware of myself and I'm, I remain curious about you, I'm less apt to hurl accusations or come up with my own, um, uh, thought of why you're doing what you're doing, but you know, that remaining, uh, being aware of myself, being curious and becoming aware of you will allow a space for us to grow and that's grow exactly. together. That's it. that's the point of the curiosity. It allows room for growth. The moment you think you know and you have it locked down, mm-hmm. growth has stopped. Mm-hmm. And we're always being like kind of you said we're it on another always. one. We're always being transformed by new experiences and mm-hmm. engagement, and some of it is in it, and that could be a beautiful thing. Yeah, because each each moment, like I experience with you, I get to know myself deeper. But then it keeps pushing me deeper and right. deeper, and that can feel so vulnerable and scary, right? Mm. But it's like this God, and it just becomes this point where it's like you can just with a look, your partner can just do this nonverbal thing, or even you could be having to make a decision. It's like, you can already begin to process. I think this is how he's going to respond or how she's going to respond because you've taken time and you're getting to learn and to know each each other. other. Right. And it's so, it's so beautiful in, in that, like how, as that relationship deepens and your understanding of the word deepens and you're deep in your connection, but it takes time. Yeah. It and takes let me want to throw that out there as we're talking about this and, and maybe we're talking about it in the very romantic sense and it is true, but it doesn't always stay that way. And what I mean is there's going to be times where you have this disconnect and it's going to be irritating Absolutely. and rough. And that doesn't mean you're bad. And that doesn't mean you're not right for each other. That's a lie. It really is this. And we'll talk about this on another podcast, mm-hmm. you know, that for most couples, they are only in a good enough relationship where they kind of feel like that the, the per, they can trust the person's response. It's only happening 40% of the time where they're in this living, this place of attunement where they, but and then there's 30% of the time where they really are in disconnection. The secret, though, the healthy in, in, in relation connection and relationships is that they spend 30 percent of that time or there's this repair. Mm-hmm. Right. Praise God. And it's the repair that takes you into greater attunement and learning and knowing each other. So you're going to have those personality conflicts. That's OK. And that's Go ahead OK. And, take that yes. and embrace <laughs> it. You're not the same people you're learning. Right. Right. And even through the conflict, though, you learn and you grow and you become more attuned as a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then God, once again, is knocking rough edges off of both of you and molding mm-hmm. you to he wants you to be. Right. Right. It's beautiful. And so I really believe that God does know that in marriage, you know, like and Nicole even said, it, like even with just in, in trauma and things that we've gone through, man, sometimes like it could be so hard because like there could be that place in you that has this wound and maybe it feels like your partner keeps bumping up against that wound. And it can irritate you and you keep wanting to push your partner back off of that wound or that place of that hurt. And maybe it's time just to stop at that place and say, wow, 
because I know I remember I like I'll give the example like for for me we Nicola and I were newly married and Nicola is a very communal person like she wants to spend time and be in in in, in your space and getting and watching and doing everything like there's no like trivial part of the day for Nicola like if you're cooking if you're just whatever you know Nicola want to talk to you in the bathroom you know easy now. <laughs> And but I remember like I came in, in some of my childhood passes. I was always scared of being judged in a particular situation I was living in, and and so you know someone seeing and telling me I'm doing something wrong. So I would kind of push people back, like don't watch me, don't see me, so you can't judge me or you can't hurt me. And so I remember being in the kitchen where newly married and Nicola sees me in there. And she wants to be in there. I keep trying to get her to get the, my my new wife to go out the kitchen and go sit in the living room. And and she's and she found and you knew because you knew my story a little bit. Right. You just looked at me and said, "I'm, I'm not, not him." That person. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and that was powerful. Like I didn't know I was bringing that into marriage, but because you knew me, right. And that I feel, and I'm thankful to God that that is not something that I've carried over for me into ministry or into the counseling room. When I say. I'm not, it's not You've blindsiding been, me in ministry because I carry it with me in a good right. way, in a healed way, in a redeemed way. Right. That's but that's a say. way of, you know, you complimenting me. And I know there's other examples, you know, that we could talk about, but I just want to hit on, hit on that. Like, right. Like, so I just mm-hmm. love that you brought up that trauma piece. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that how we go through hard times. And so I guess like, and so what does this mean for you? And as you're listening and you're thinking about this, um, you know, on the show, we do always want to kind of just like, as we're talking, we want to offer like just ways in which you can take this and what you've heard and not just be a podcast that you heard on your morning commute or when you're doing some chores around the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what does it mean to take this information and, and to think about how it could transform my life? Because we want you to be equipped, right? We want to inspire you, but we also want to equip you. Yeah. Right. And I think it is just taking time to say, to take an inventory sometimes, say, you know what? How has God gifted me and how has God gifted my partner? And I'm not going to say I'm completely sold on this one, but I do kind of like the, the, at least the discussion of the journey is the Enneagram, right? Oh yeah. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying like, I, I know everything about it, but I like the idea of taking time to like sit and think about what motivates me, what gets me going, what am I aspiring to? Right. And then knowing the other person, like, who are you? You know, what motivates you? What aspires you? What are you aiming towards? What gets you going? Right. And right. how how does that fit for us? Right. Yeah. Then there are other things that you can take quizzes to find out spiritual gifts and just those kind of things. Just getting more aware marriage, of yourself, yep. you know, marriage mentors. Men, yeah. Uh, uncovering, you know, who you are and, and, and all of that. So yeah. I think it's beautiful when um, you begin to be that much more aware of yourself and, and the scripture, how it applies to where you're at, how God is showing up in your life and taking advantage of that opportunity to grow in relationship with God and with others around you. So like James say, you know, we want to just inspire and equip you. So James, what would you say? What it, um, would be your excellent point for today? Okay, I'm gonna steal part of one I said, and I want to say just be curious and and, and find, hey. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Um, be curious and be willing to embrace the way that you each fit each other, mm-hmm. even if it, at times it can be, it can feel like it's hard for those two parts to come together. Right, and um, 
Gosh, I was going to say <laughs> being curious, but I'll say it still, you know, stay curious and grow with one another. And um, I guess I don't want to jump too far past the Ezra Connecto because there's such a beauty and um, beauty there and and, and purpose. So, um you know, maybe we talked about inviting God um, on one of our podcasts about, you know, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, so inviting God into like, God, what is your definition of me being an Ezra Connecto, a suitable helper to my spouse? So how can I be a suitable helper and how can I stay curious and grow in my relationship? So that's part three of the Marriage in the Garden series. We thank you so much for listening to the Marks on Way podcast, where we hope that you will be inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and each other in, in a more, more excellent, excellent way. way. God bless you. We hope that you have been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and others in a more excellent way. Please subscribe to our podcast and rate us on iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A More Excel Way. And check out our website at A More Excellent Way Relationship.com. Visit KLRC.com to learn more about the More Excellent Way.